you know, we had these conversations about the gospel and about um, our faith and about religion. Um, there's only so much we can do in our heads. You know, people will often come to me asking for answers to problems that they have in life, but but I've often thought that it's it's living through those things. I mean, we can discuss it with friends, you know, and and find a, a way forward. But the answer comes, I think, in living it, you know. Hello, and welcome to Chat CTK, a new podcast exploring life and faith at Christ the King Catholic Church in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm your host, John Stotts, Director of Adult Faith Formation here at CTK. And in our second episode, we return again to chat with the pastor of Christ the King, Father Dexter Brewer. We talk about the parable of the weeds and the wheat in the Sunday's upcoming gospel, and the importance of letting go of our control over the good and evil that arises in the midst of living. Thanks again for, for agreeing to do this. Sure, gosh. Uh, so we left off last week, um, and I think had, a, had an interesting discussion about seeds and planting. Um, and then we got to Sunday night where I attended the 6 p.m. Mass. Uh, and you told a story about a, a man who has, had, had been making a mess of his life and his friends tried to, tried to help him. Um, and he ignored them and, and, and disaster ensued. Uh, can you say a little bit about what happened between, you know, the beginnings of your ruminations, uh, last week on, on the gospel and where you ended up, uh, was there a point at which things had solidified and you knew, um, what you were going to talk about the story you were going to tell the quote that you opened with from Hemingway? Well, you know, as I was saying, it's, it's kind of a process and, uh, um, and the conversations like this help it, it along, uh, but then along the way, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm looking for something to hit me in the stomach, you know, something to punch me, uh, because that's that's uh, when I know that there that there's something, a moment, you know, to to impart, you know, the spirit somehow working. So I, you know, I, you know, after our conversation, I I woke up. Um, I forget what that's day. Maybe it's Friday, Saturday, and uh, and uh, and this image of the of these friends came to mind, and the the power of this guy being unable to receive their message, uh, even though it was a message of life. You know, it was a, it was a word of hope, word of life. Uh, that struck me as as I was trying to figure out kind of what is it about these different kinds of soil that that makes one fertile. And fruitful, and and the others kind of not so much so, um, and that story, at least for me, uh, suggested that there is that there is something that sometimes keeps us from being able to receive uh, the gospel, you know, the, the word. And so I, I kind of jumped off from there. You know. Is that what what often happens for you? You do that's, some of the work of thinking through things. That's exactly what happens. Right. And then right. overnight, right. Something, right, right, and uh, and it often is, as in this case, though. Though the thought that had always been there, uh, it is often something very different from where, at the end, uh, from from what it was at the beginning. You know, mm -hmm. our first ruminations, first discussions, and all. Right. Um, but I, but I, I. Though it doesn't always work, I try to speak. Only what the spirit gives me to speak. Right. You know? 
And uh, like I said, it's never information, but it's always something that, that punches me, you know. I was thinking about that, as you shared last week, that the homily is not information, that it is um, something meant to open us to to God unfolding, um, especially in the Eucharist. And, and I was comparing that in my mind to, uh, you know, my experience of preparing lectures, you know, in academia, um, and how different it is to figure out what yes. information I need people to have, right. or what it must be like to prepare. And, and you know, and that's why I can't do that. Ah, yeah, you know, my mind doesn't, my mind won't work that way. I, right. I, I had, and I, you know, I've had to recognize that. I'm not a teacher. I, I can't put things together in a way to teach someone something that they need to know. I mean, I, I, I've never been able to do it. Mm. Uh, but it would drive so. some people mad not to have control because it very much seems like in your process, you don't have a lot of control over what's going to come to you. Have you ever had, a, you know, a Saturday night where you really don't know what, you know? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and that's pretty scary, you know, sure. especially when you're, you know, you have a congregation that are expecting things. And I say to myself, well, maybe I can say, well, you know, I really don't have anything to say about this. Yes. But then something comes, you know, I mean, um, like I said, it's not always as fruitful. It's not always as as helpful as uh, as I would hope. But um, but yeah, there are times it's very close, and I mm. I think, oh my god, you know, the spirit isn't working. Yeah, you know? and yeah. Uh, and it, like like I said, it's not about it's not about information. So I'm I'm waiting for something to be moved within yeah. me to know. Yeah. And, uh, well, you know, you you <clears throat> say the spirit isn't working, but. You know, in in mundane life, I can think of many examples where I ignored the spirit working precisely to tell me to shut up, you know, to not <laughs> to to be to be bold and not say anything. Yeah. Um, often we want the spirit to inspire us to to say or to uh, do, right, but right. but just as often, maybe more often, it's the art of not knowing uh, or of knowing not, when not to say the thing. Right. Yes. Um, to, to, to wait for the moment. Uh, I think that's right. I think that's right. Yeah. Well, in, in that light, I think this coming Sunday's gospel has, has something to say about the difference between action and sort of purposeful inaction. So maybe you'd, uh, you'd read that gospel and we can talk a little bit. Sure. The gospel's from Matthew. Jesus proposed another parable to the crowd saying, the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a man who sowed good seed in his field. While everyone was asleep, his enemy came and sowed weeds all through the wheat and then went off. When the crop grew and bore fruit, the weeds appeared as well. The slaves of the householder came to him and said, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where have the weeds come from? He answered, an enemy has done this. His slave said to him, do you want us to go and pull them up? He replied, no, if you pull up the weeds, you might uproot the wheat along with them. Let them grow together until harvest. Then at harvest time, I will say to the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles for burning. But gather the wheat into my barn. He proposed another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a person took and sowed in a field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, yet when full grown, 
it is the largest of plants. It becomes a large bush, and the birds of the sky come and dwell in its branches. He spoke to them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures of wheat flour until the whole batch was leavened. All these things Jesus spoke to the crowds in parables. He spoke to them only in parables to fulfill what had been said through the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will announce what has lain hidden from the foundation of the world. Then, dismissing the crowds, he went into the house. His disciples approached him and said, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He said in reply, He who sows good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, the good seed, the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sows them is, is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. Just as weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all who cause others to sin and all evildoers. They will throw them into the fiery furnace, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like a sun in the kingdom of his fa their father. Whoever has ears ought to hear the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. As you, as you were saying, sometimes the best thing to do is nothing, right? Yeah. right. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of nothing happening in these parables. You know, the process of growth, whether the seed, uh, the various kinds of seeds, or the leaven of the bread, which just sort of does its own thing without a whole lot of work. Um, but, but but something's being done, but we're not the ones doing it. Right. Right. You right. Know, I mean, these plants are growing. The leaven is, the yeast is giving, you know, leavening to the bread, you yes. know. So something's happening, um, but we're not controlling it. And I think uh, maybe that's where we get into trouble when we attempt to step into the process and mm. and uh, and cut it off, or you know, or short circuit it for some reason. You know, right? Uh, we can imagine the occasion for this parable. You know, Jesus has come. People have heard. Who knows what stories about him? And and they have all kinds of preconceptions about what the final religious leader will come to do. And, and, you know, one of those preconceptions is always he's going to sort people. He's going to figure out who's good and who's bad. Right. And, and so do away with the bad. Yeah. And, and so maybe someone asks him, you know, when is this going to happen? And, and this is the parable he gives. Uh, and it really is, it really is striking. And, and yet we are, we are obsessed with that. I think this yes. notion um, dividing the good from the bad. Yes, uh, and we are. It seems to me that we are obsessed with it because we, of course, consider ourselves on the good side. Right. Right. Of course. Right. right. Yeah. So we're on the good side, and and in those who, um, um, I'm not sure how people would describe it, but um, it's not so much they're disagreeing with us, but but they're 
they're not being the kind of people that we would that we think people ought to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, not being like ourselves, I right. think generally, right? right? Those are the ones who need to be destroyed, who need to be separated, and yet. It is never clear to me that our vision is so good that first that we know we see ourselves very clearly, you know, that we don't belong to the group. Right. We, we may separate ourselves, but it's not clear that we don't. Right. Um, and then. Um, yeah, key, key to understanding this parable is to see that, you know, these weeds that Jesus is, is talking about, they look the same. You know, that's the very problem that if you have two plants that. You know, you have a, a good plant or a plant that's going to be able to produce food. And then you have a plant that has become a lookalike plant precisely probably because it allows it to grow uh, in these early stages. You can't tell the difference. Right. And so it's not until the end, until fruit has happened, that that we're able to tell the difference between this weed and this weed. But of course, then it's too late because... Uh, you know, they've been growing all along. Um, Is it possible um, that, um, you know, you, you were saying, okay, so that they look alike, and uh, these plants, and we can only really determine which is which once we see the fruit of, of the thing, you know, once it's grown a bit, you know. Um, is it possible that a weed can become wheat? Hmm. It seems to be the fundamental difference between plants and people, I suppose, that, that if you take this seriously, or if you see it under a certain perspective, Jesus seems to be saying, there are in fact two kinds of people in the world. There are good people and bad people. We can't tell the difference, but God will at the end. What you seem to be suggesting is maybe that, Maybe that, that's not that, so. That initially, I mean, that the difference is only seen at the end. Right. I mean, they could be the it could be the same. Right. You know, they look the same. Right. You know? uh, and since we don't believe in predestination, right, uh, it must be the case, or it would seem to be one interpretation that uh, that we are what we become. You know, mm. it, it is not some sort of destiny, some destiny that we become the bad. You know, right. You know, or, but that we, um, you know, we hear the gospel. We our lives are transformed over the course of time. Right. You know, our hearts are moved, right? and and so what may have looked like a weed early on is, in fact, because it has been affected by by life and received the word you know that has been sown uh, is, in fact, weed. You know, and that would add another reason for the kind of forbearance, uh, the putting up with the Jesus counsels, not only can we not tell the difference between weeds and wheat, but wheat can become weeds and weeds can become wheat over the course of of life. Um, and you know, there, there are two perspectives that we could take with this. One would be, um, sort of to see the individual as this ground in which various kinds of seeds are scattered. Right. So in my life, there are seeds of good fruit, you know, kind of graciousness, gratitude, gentleness, um, you know, the things that make me easy to be around for other people. And then there are, are seeds that would seem to be the opposite, things that make me inattentive, 
um, or maybe overly anxious or controlling or the things that make it hard for other people to be around me. Um, but if I go trying to only tear up, to pull up the bad, the bad parts, uh, Jesus's wisdom would suggest I might, I might end up pulling up some of the good too. Um, do you find that the people, you know, when you meet with them or hear from them, that they can be overly concerned with rooting out the evil in their own lives? Yes. Yes. I mean, that's, that's something that, uh, as a priest, I deal with often. And, uh, and, and that's, I think that's, that's, you know, quite frankly, that's been one of the neatest parts of my ministry, hmm. you know, helping people to see that, um, that, you know, trying to rip away what they, parts of themselves uh, that they think need to be jettisoned, need to, need to, need to be gone, that that's not, that's not a solution, you know, um, that, um, that the spirit has a way of working even with the weaknesses of our life or the things that we, we, we don't have much time for or don't, don't find uh, of any value. Mm. The spirit has a way of working with those and, and bringing us to a place that we never imagined we could be, you know? Yeah. Um, um, I was trying to think of an example, but I, I, I but there have been so many cases where, so many times when uh, people have thought that a part of themselves was something abhorrent and they wanted, you know, to rip it away, to rip it out, and only to come later to find that it was a source of grace, mm. you know, I mean, as, as we continue the journey with them, as they continue. Right. And, uh, and that without whatever it happened to be, um, they could not be the wheat that they turned out to be, or could not even appreciate, right. you know, uh, the value. It strikes me that, you know, the fruit of our lives is not primarily for us. You know, it's for other people. Yeah. We... Um, we exist for one another and we need one another mm. to sort of create this, this garden that God is making. And when we, when we try to become perfect, I mean, the times in my life when I've tried my hardest or when I've been around people who are very clearly good at, at preventing the uncontrollable from emerging, those are often the most difficult people to deal with. And I just want them often to, to like fart, you know, or to, 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 to right. you know, not, right. not because I wish them suffering, but just so we can all stop trying so hard and we can get to the business of being in one another's presence, right. uh, which, which is hard to do when you're performing goodness for your own sake or for, for the sake of other people. And I'm not even sure that we, that we know kind of what perfection is, you know, what it looks like, uh, as we're trying to, to root out things in our lives. Um, I remember when I was in seminary so many years ago, we had a, in the novitiate, we had a, a gentleman, uh, Father Jim Schultz was his name, whose life had been destroyed basically by his alcoholism. Mm. And, uh, but he would give this talk to every class. I think he was there. He had been kind of sent to the mountains because, you know, his academic career was over because of his drinking and all those things. And so there he was in the mountains with the the novices, 
And I think every year that the novice was there, he gave a talk. Uh, and basically the, the title of it was not a drop was wasted. Hmm. I mean, he had, um, he had wanted to fix it. I mean, and, and he thought there was a horrible part of his life that he wanted to rip out. And if he could, he was never able to do so. Not in time anyway, to save yeah. his career. Uh, but in the talk, he was almost always in tears. And, uh, and he talked about how this weakness, this problem that he had, uh, you know, how it had transformed his life. And, uh, and so these days, those days, he spent his time hiking in, in, in the mountains of Colorado and until he, I think he fell off a mountain, he died. It's a good way to go. Right. Yeah. It, it's a bit frightening to think that God prefers to make use of all of us, the parts that we're not good at, our failures, um, to do whatever it is that God is doing with us, which is, you know, rather than wanting us to hone only our skills. And we want to be in service using only the things that we're comfortable with. But uh, and, and, and those parts of our lives help us to remember, unlike Adam and Eve, that, that, we, that we need God. You know, that, that, uh, that we're not God. You know? Yes. And, um, and that in itself, as I said, I think a couple of weeks ago at Mass, you know, that's great wisdom in itself. You know, I'm right. not God. I don't need to be God. You know, right. I'm, I'm flawed. I had these, you know, I, I am Dexter. I am, and, and all that makes up Dexter, you know, a lot, with the good things and the bad things. And, uh, but all of it makes me who I am. Right. Um, right. And to, to do away with any part of it, I think I'd be diminished somehow. Well, it seems like a corollary to... Jesus's lesson here that we are not very good at telling good from evil, despite our insistence that we can. Um, the insistence that, as you just mentioned, sort of Adam grasping at the tree of mm. good and evil, saying, I, I can figure this out mm. without God's help. It also suggests that we don't know what God is either, you know, because, right. um, and of course, the promise given to us in in the gospel that we celebrate at every Eucharist is that God is slowly turning us into God. It's just that we don't know what that is. We, you know, we think we know what God is, so we think we know what good and evil are, and we we can set about our program uh, of making that happen. But we're confused about it all, actually. And if we would, if we would only let go, uh, as Jesus says, you know, let them grow together. Right. Uh, the, it's interesting that the same word that Jesus is used using here to say, let them grow, this sort of permissiveness. It's the very same word that we use in the Our Father when we say, ask God to forgive us our sins. It literally means to let them go, to, mm -hmm. to not pay them any heed, to just mm -hmm. let them be, don't punish us right. as we let other people's evil right. sort of go along. But doesn't that mean that we all become just lazy, awful people if we go around putting up with other people's evil instead of instead of stopping them i mean is this a sort of you know? I, I think that's what we feel yeah right <laughs> i mean um i i don't think so though um well what is what is this religion stuff about if it's not sorting between good and evil
But that would seem to be the question, wouldn't it? Where, where do I go for answers? I, th I think life, um, you know, we have these conversations about the gospel and about um, our faith and about religion. Um, there's only so much we can do in our heads. You know, um, people will often come to me asking for answers to problems that they have in life. But um, but I've often thought that it's it's living through those things. I mean, we can discuss it with friends, you know, and and find a, a way forward. But the answer comes, I think, in the living it, you know. Mm. And then it, and then it and it's not something that we it's not something that we come to with our brain. There's something that we kind of know with our hearts, you know, because of what's been lived, what we we've been through at least that's been my experience and sometimes it's something that i couldn't even explain to somebody else you know it's it's uh um something that they've got to experience as well you know they need to live through as well yeah so, um, and, and you know as you pointed out that you know that that phrase let them grow together uh that's in the parable there are words which the master has given to his servants uh, and that should be enough, you know, let them grow together. I think you pointed out uh, at some point too in our early discussion, uh, this business of deciding then in the end uh, who belongs and who should be separated and who should be thrown into the fiery furnace. That's really the work of angels. That's yeah. not the work of human beings. Though we, we try to to grab that to serve it for ourselves. Right. You know, it's not really our business. Right. You know? um, okay, well, once again, we uh, look forward to seeing what shows up on Sunday, how this grows. <laughs> um, and uh, thanks again for, for sharing. Absolutely, thanks. Thanks for listening to Chat CDK, a new podcast exploring life and faith at Christ the King Catholic Church. Future episodes will feature interviews with CTK parishioners, staff, and clergy about their experiences of God, Catholicism, and faith in everyday life. You can find new episodes at ctk.org slash chatctk, or you can subscribe to this podcast using Spotify, YouTube, or your favorite podcast app.